Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Licensed Mental Health Counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. Do you ever get so mad that you like can't even, or you just want to scream or cry or maybe even break something? Well, of course you do. I have a good feeling that you do. And that means if you've been there, you've been flooded before. And we're going to talk about when this happens in marriage. It's called stonewalling. You know, that moment when your face is kind of set, you're looking a thousand yards ahead, no matter what, you've got that tunnel vision, the horse blinders on, no matter what someone is saying to you, that face cannot be broken. Let's break this down. Let's figure out about, talk about stonewalling, break this down and help you figure out how to spot it, recognize when it's coming, and more importantly, breaking down that wall and um, cracking through if if we need to. This is the second episode in our series of Making Marriage Work, and today we're focusing on psychological self-soothing. I want to tell you what makes marriage work or not, and the topic today is self-soothing. I'm going to tell you why it's so important for a successful marriage and a happy one too, because the problem is when we get flooded, it's also called diffuse psychological arousal. So this is a point when we're in the middle of an argument or a heated discussion with our beloved and our heart rate goes to 100 beats per minute, our adrenaline's flowing, the heart is pumping, and we are no longer at a place where we can rationally take in information. At that point, our bodies have changed from rational conversation to fight or flight mode, either fight, flight, or freeze. And because of that, because your brain has gone into a protective state of preserving yourself in a sense, even in the midst of a conversation, we've, again, lost that ability to have the rational conversation. That's what we call flooded or diffuse psychological arousal. And it is a key indicator of one of the four horsemen. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I mention the four horsemen, we briefly talk about it in the previous episode in the series. So check out episode 12, the first in our series of what makes marriage work. And it's all about taking responsibility. So one of the four horsemen that we mentioned in that last episode, I'm going to give you a second one today, and that is stonewalling. That's what we're talking about. So if stonewalling is present in your relationship, we want to pay attention to. This is one of the worst things that can happen in a marriage, stonewalling, because there's no conversation happening at that point. You're so overwhelmed that we can't even, not only can we not figure out a way to resolve the issue, we can't even have a conversation. And that's a huge problem for a relationship because it means that there's no opportunity to resolve, solve the problem, reconnect, um, crack a joke, try to get rid of, you know, ease the tension, anything that usually happens in those types of conflict or tension moments. Stonewalling means none of it's happening. Everything is completely shut down. So I don't know if you remember the story that we talked about in the previous episode, episode 12, 
uh, about the husband and wife. He was going on a fishing trip. She had girls coming over for the weekend and they were arguing about whether or not uh, he should stay and help her clean and delay his leaving for the trip. Well, I don't know if you remember in that, but there was a moment where after they argued, he completely stonewalled her. He was sitting there. She had left the room. She came back in and he was watching TV. And so he's just staring at the TV with the remote in his hand. And she comes in and tries to re-engage the conversation and says, you know, I'm sorry, you have a point. Let's figure this out. And there was nothing. He had the glazed over tunnel vision look towards the TV and she got upset again. And then he got upset and left the room. And so this is a perfect example. Why do we do this? It's a natural defense mechanism. If we're getting into fight, flight, or freeze mode, it's in a way unpreventable in a sense. It's a natural bodily response. It's a natural reaction to the situation. And our body is telling us that we are not safe. And so it's a physiological response that we can't necessarily control. And it also means there's hope here. Um, So because it's a natural defense mechanism, it doesn't mean that your spouse is a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you experience this in the midst of a conflict. So when you are arguing, I want you to remember that this is a natural response for many people. So what's really going on? The other person isn't attacking you at the end of the day, even though it feels like it, we feel that need to be defensive and protect. They are ultimately expressing something that is really valuable to them. And so we have to remember to uh, tune into that as best as possible, not in the midst of the moment when we're flooded. So we're going to talk about how you can self-soothe. And that's what today is all about. Self-soothing is the antidote to stonewalling. And this is the number one thing you should do when you find yourself flooded, when you are stonewalling in that situation, you need to immediately take a break. And so recognizing that a conversation is futile at that point and coming to a resolution is futile and both parties need to take a break for at least 20 to 30 minutes, whatever amount of time that you feel is best for you. But we really want that 20 to 30 minimum where you are able to calm down and maybe have some ideas ready of different activities you can do during that calm down period. So whether it's prayer, reading, watching TV, doing some deep breathing, exercise, yard work. So I gave you more than three to four so that you could have some ideas to choose from. Hopefully I've jogged your memory by this point of what you want to do. And the key here is when you're taking that break and cooling down, you are not allowed to think about the conversation that you just had, that conversation that got you riled up. Because, hear me out, that will keep you in a flooded state. That will keep you in the diffuse psychological arousal. Your heart rate will still be up and you will not be able to come back later calm. So what a lot of people do is they say, I need a break. And then they think about all of their points of view and um, organizing their arguments and getting ready to like represent their thoughts again. And so the key here is when you take that break, which is absolutely mandatory at this point, we got to take the break. 
you have to be prepared to disconnect from the conversation and try your best not to replay it in your head and start thinking about what you're going to say in response so that that provides your body the opportunity to calm down and for you to calm down. The other thing you can do is know your limits. Sometimes everyone has what I call a point of no return. And so we want to pay attention to what is that point of no return for each of us. Sometimes couples get into these cycles, these repetitive cycles of conversation and arguments and discussion, and they don't recognize it. And so you want to pay attention to maybe the most recent uh, disagreement that you had. What led up to that? What were the steps? So if you were to outline the steps, you know, first, you know, he walked into the kitchen and he glanced at me or he didn't say anything. He just opened the fridge. Then I became step two. I became irritated and ignored him. And then three, he said a sarcastic comment and four. And so really line it out and figure out at what point in that sequence of events is your point of no return? At what point are you going to either blow up or completely shut down in Stonewall like we're talking about today, where you no longer have control over yourself, where you feel like you have no longer, no longer have control, you're overwhelmed, really emotional or shutting down. If you can recognize that, if you know what your limit is, then you'll be able to have the ability to hopefully catch yourself before you get to that point in your sequence of events. Because guess what? You will repeat that cycle. Everyone repeats the cycle. All couples do this. All people do this in their relationships. And so you can start paying attention to, oh, I just got the look. Oh, no. He or she came in again and just went straight to the fridge and didn't say hello. That irritates me so much. And so that can be your clue to say, okay, let me start doing some self-soothing type of things now, Uh, whether that's a quick deep breath or um, making sure I'm going to call it out and just bring it to someone's attention, whatever I need to do in a calm way to avoid that point of no return. And then the third key I would say is Discuss this ahead of time. So this goes in line with knowing your limits and knowing your point of no return. You're going to want to bring that to your spouse ahead of time. So sort of have a planning meeting, a committee meeting for how to deal with your next big argument that might come along and let each other know ahead of time that this is the plan, that there's might be a point where one of you gets flooded and you're going and you have permission from each other to call it out and check out so that you already know that ahead of time so that it doesn't feel like somebody's just blowing you off and walking away. Sometimes we get overwhelmed in the moment and we can't communicate that, you know, I need a break. I'm out of here. Sometimes people just walk away and that can feel really rude to the other person. Like, oh, you're just walking away. You don't care. You're leaving me. Um, It's like that, you know, whatever those comments might be in that moment. And So it's really important to have that game plan ahead of time that you two can plan out and say, okay, if we agree that if either one of us gets flooded or overwhelmed, we're going to let the other person know and say, hey, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I think I'm getting flooded. I think I'm about, you know, in order to avoid stonewalling, let's, can we take a break? Can I, I need a break right now. I don't want to get flooded. And that can be your way to clue each other in. You could even come up with a code word if you want to, um, just to let 
you each other know that you're getting to that place and that's a clue that we, we need to take a break. So I don't know, you could say watermelons or something like that, but that would be your clue. Okay, let's take a pause. Do our activities that we already know. There are three to four activities we know that we need to engage in to calm down and then reconvene at a later time. And once you're calm, that's when you can go back and have the conversation and come up with a solution. And so those of you who really like to talk things out until it's resolved, this is going to be a big challenge for you because it really feels like the panic might set in of, oh no, if we take a break, what if we never get back to it? What if we resolve? Then it's just hanging in the air. But really trusting that ultimately this is going to get you to a solution much more effectively and much more productively. This is going to be much more efficient and productive because you've short-circuited all the over-hyper-arousal, the emotional response. So because you take that time to take the break, you can reconvene with calm, cool, and collected and be able to get to that solution a lot faster instead of blowing up or shutting down and then being cold and distant from each other for a couple of days. And so be patient and really allow yourselves, give it a try. Um, And then when you are ready to reconvene, ready to return to the conversation, when you are ready to return to the conversation, take that healthy approach. So use some I statements. I statements means you are talking about yourself and your own experience. I feel blank when I'm blank. So I felt hurt when X situation happened. Um, rather than a blaming approach or really giving a clue into your heart and what that experience was for you. And if that doesn't work, again, if you feel like you're having trouble, make sure you go back and listen to that last episode, episode 12, about taking responsibility and using I statements. We get into that a lot more there. Now we're going to get into the Q&A portion of today's episode. So I got a question recently Um, about accepting influence. I was having a conversation with uh, some moms recently and we were talking about accepting influence. And Dr. John Gottman, he has a crazy statistic in some of his research about um, accepting influence of your partner. And they've been able to find that, unfortunately, it's sad but true that Um, husbands who are not able to accept the influence of their wives, there's an 81% chance of divorce in that relationship. So we were talking about this and someone asked, what, how do I convince my husband to accept my influence more? You know, this is kind of a situation for us. And I feel like, you know, I don't have any influence over our relationship. So I think the first thing to do, if you really feel like that's a problem, and by the way, what do I mean by accepting influence? How much is somebody willing in a relationship to take into consideration their partner's thoughts and perspective? So if, for example, you're trying to figure out what the plans are for the weekend and your beloved says something to you like, well, actually, I think we should do this instead because of X, Y, Z reasons that I think that would be better use of our time. What is your ability on that moment to say, no, actually, that's a good point or to hold your ground and say, you know what? No, um, stop controlling me. You're always trying to boss and control me. Um, That's not going to happen. I really want to do this instead. And, you know, 
there can be moments when someone is really trying to control, but there can also be moments where someone's just offering a perspective and how easily are we in that moment able to accept that influence and see the point of view and say, oh, you know what, actually that is a good idea. Yeah, let's do that instead. And it can be for anything as big as a career change or move or just something simple of whatever our plans this weekend. And so if you truly have that type of dynamic in your relationship where a spouse or your husband is not accepting your influence more often than not, not, you know, here or there it happens, but on a regular basis, it's probably not a good idea to jump in there and start saying, well, you need to accept my influence because Dr. John Gottman said 81% chance of divorce. Um, That's probably going to make somebody double down and dig their heels in a bit more. So there's a really great book um, called The Man's Guide to Women by doctors John and Julie Gottman. They co-authored it and it's got a lot of really great information in there and really uh, tailored to the male voice and the experience. And there's a lot of research and support in that. So if he was willing to read the book, I would say, let's start there. That way it's not coming directly from you. Or if you wanted to have the book somewhere in the house or have a friend recommend it or have it playing on audio, (laughs) something that can be sort of more discreet, that would be the way that I would suggest you approach it. And quick caveat, he does talk about sexuality in the book and he talks about some things that I don't agree with. Despite that, I would say that there's some really helpful information in there overall, just for men and how to interact better with their wives, how to have stronger relationships from a male perspective and things specifically geared towards men and how they can relate to their wives. So just want to put that little caveat in there. And then lastly, our mental health tip for the day. This I think would be a little bit fun and kind of in line with self-soothing, our self-soothing theme for the day. Just experiment. Sometimes we get into ruts and we get into our everyday schedules and um, routines and it's nice to mix mix things up every now and then. So even if you are the one who usually cooks for the family, experiment with a new recipe or If you're into writing, write a new poem, Um, paint. If you're an artist, maybe go look up a Pinterest project or a DIY project on, you know, a website somewhere and just really get creative with expression. Um, Any type of creativity with expression can really enhance our overall well-being. There's a connection there. And I think those could be potential activities that you could do. And uh, as a self-soothing activity also, you know, when you're taking that break, when you're flooded, but I think it's also just something to do and weave into regular life on a regular basis, just sort of mix up some of those normal things. So whatever you normally do, that's create a creative outlet or um, part of your normal routine. How can we do it in a little bit of a different way? Like trying a new recipe if cooking is already something you normally do. So just as a way to spruce things up, get creative, and take your mind off of the daily grind. And before we wrap up today, I want to let you all know about a free ebook I created. It's called 10 Ways to Strengthen Your Marriage. So if you are really liking these tips about what makes marriage work in this little mini series, go and download this free ebook. You are going to learn 10 ways, and there's a couple bonus ones in there too, um, about how to strengthen your marriage and really dig into some of these concepts a bit more. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you. So go click that link and get your free copy and I'll see you guys next time.
If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review, so if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud. Thank you.